Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today I'm going to teach you the two words that will really help you with one of the most important stages of a goal, the planning stage. Why are we talking about planning specifically? Because it's actually the second stage in any successful goal. But first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Quick question. What if you could guarantee the success of your goals? No, seriously. The book you want to write? Guaranteed. The business you want to start? Guaranteed. The exercise plan you want to stick with? Guaranteed. What if no goal was off limits? It's possible with the Guaranteed Goals community. The Guaranteed Goals community is my first ever membership program where you'll find the courage, connection, and most importantly, the community you need to win all your goals. Ever since I started hosting online challenges with tens of thousands of people from around the world, the number one request people sent me was for a private non-Facebook community where we can all work on our goals together. That's why I created the Guaranteed Goals community on a user-friendly platform where you won't be overwhelmed with endless dance videos, silly reels, and dog memes. Inside this community, in addition to learning my fail-proof formula for achieving goals, you'll get access to a massive course library, check-ins with my team for accountability, the chance to win awesome prizes, 12 VIP Q&A sessions with me, the ability to team up with other members who are working on similar goals as you, and so much more. A year from now, I want you to be thankful for the way you invested in yourself and your goals today. Join me at acuff.me slash goals. That's A-C-U-F-F dot M-E backslash goals. I'll see you there. All right. Now, remember, there are four stages to any successful goal. I've talked about them for a few episodes now, but if you just tuned in, this is your first episode you've ever listened to. I'll give you a quick recap. The four most important stages for any goal are number one, dream. Number two, plan, the one we're talking about today, number three, do, and number four, review. And we define each of them, as we've talked about these four words, these four stages, by asking a simple question. So when you dream, what you're asking is, what do you want to do? What do I want to do right now? What's the thing I want to do? When you plan, the core question you're asking is, how will you do it? During do, all you're asking is, are you Are you doing it? Are you doing it right now? Are you doing the thing you plan to do? And in review, you're asking, did it work? Did the things we tried, did the actions we try actually work? So last week, I told you two specific words you need for the dream stage. If you didn't hear that episode, the words were messy and inspiring. We discussed some practical ways to make sure your dream was both messy and inspiring. If you didn't hear that episode, check it out. We'll link it in the show notes as always. Today, we're going to deep dive into plan and discuss the two words that will help you the most in this stage. When it comes to the planning stage, we're essentially taking this big, messy amount of goals that we dreamed up. So during dream, we come up with a ton of different goals, ton of different options. And now we start whittling it down to the ones we're going to actually work on. We're answering that question, how will you do it? And we're asking other questions like, okay, well, when will you do it? And where will you do it? And for how long will you do it? But before we can even get there, we have to decide which goals we're going to work on. That's where dreamers get stuck. They have a hundred different goals and they don't know which ones to focus on. So they end up not focusing on any. 
Can, can you relate to that? If you're listening right now, can you relate to that? Here's what's interesting. People that engage with my content, so if they read a book of mine about goals, they listen to this podcast, they do a challenge or a course with me, rarely do they come to me and go, I have zero goals. I have zero goals. No, normally what happens is they go, I have a hundred different things I want to do. I don't know which one to do. I can relate to that problem. I, I can. Now, you and I today are going to prevent that with two words, and here's what the words are. Number one, personal. And number two, specific-ish. We're going to make sure that our goals are personal and specific-ish. Let's start with that first one, because we have to make sure that the goals we pick are personal to us. One of the saddest conversations I ever have is when I talk to a college senior who's chased somebody else's dream with their education. So I'll speak at colleges and they'll come up to my book signing table after. And sometimes they'll say, you know, my mom told me I'd be a good lawyer. Um, so I spent the last four years preparing for law school and I, I just realized I don't really want to go. You see, their mom often wanted to be a lawyer, but the student never did. And now they've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars and years down a path. They didn't even really want to travel from day one. So here's what you need to remember. You can't spend your one precious life chasing someone else's goal. If you're not careful, in addition to chasing someone else's goal, which is one type of challenge, sometimes during the dream stage, you can create fake goals. What's a fake goal? A fake goal is a goal you don't really care about. What's interesting about fake goals is that they're very sneaky. They're very subtle. They slide in during the dream stage. When you add goals to your list, like your goal list that you're going to work on or you think you're going to work on that you don't really care about. They're things you think you should care about or they're the type of goals you think people like you are supposed to have. I've worked a lot on that particular challenge in my own life over the last two years. My list of goals for 2021 was full of fake goals. It's not that I meant to pick fake goals. Nobody ever means to do it. It just kind of happens. I just didn't know at the time how to pick the best goals. So I ended up picking some that seemed important in January or interesting the first week of the year. But once I hit February, I had forgotten all about them. Have you ever thought about that? We know that most resolutions fail. Like according to the University of Scranton, 92% of all New Year's resolutions fail. I don't think we spend enough time going, yeah, but why? And I think one of the reasons is because the goal was fake to begin with. I went through my list recently, my list of 2021 goals, because I was curious about that. So in January of 2021, I had 35 different goals according to the five games I think every goal fits into. Do you know how many were fake? 25. That's right. In 2021, 25 of my 35 goals were fake. That means more than 70% of my goals were fake. Do you know how many of my goals I failed to accomplish in 2021? More than 70%. Do you see the, the correlation? Why did that happen? Because you'll never spend real effort on a fake goal. Let me say that again. You will never spend real effort on a fake goal. I'm busy. So, so are you. So what happens is that you look at that goal in the middle of a busy week and you think, eh, I'll get to that one next week. And then the next week you say the same thing and then you say it again. And then usually by the third or fourth time of skipping it, you eventually just forget it altogether. When I reviewed 
the list, like my big 2021 list at the end of the year, I was surprised to see those goals on it. I was surprised to see how many fake goals I had because I'd forgotten about them. Here are a few examples of some fake goals that I mean. These are specific real goals I had that I started the year with that I didn't do. Number one, I wrote down, create and release 52 YouTube videos. Doesn't that seem noble? Like I'm gonna do a YouTube video every week. I probably read that somewhere. You gotta have a weekly, at least a weekly YouTube video. Not only did I not do that, I decided to stop making YouTube videos all together. I went 0 for 52 on that one. I was way off on that one. I learned during the year pretty quickly that that's not where I wanted to focus my creativity, my time, my effort. And so that was a real fake goal. Second fake goal. This one's kind of ridiculous. I wanted to learn the names of 25 roads in Nashville. 25 roads in Nashville. And the reason I did that is I have no sense of geography. When people go, hey, you're going to want to take Hillsboro, I'm like, where's that one again? And my wife will be like, we live off it. It's 180 feet from my house. I'm like, oh, that's right. That's right. Like my directions are based on if you say it's where that old Taco Bell burned down. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that cat, like the huge cat, the stray cat, the orange one, like he lives there. Yeah, yeah, I know where that is. Like if somebody gives me north or south directions, they might as well mention longitude and latitude. They might as well have been like, you're going to want to follow the equator. I have no sense of geography. So one year I was like, you know what? It's time for me to learn the names of some roads. I didn't do that one. I gave up on that one in February. The third one that ended up being fake was run 1,000 miles. That one was fake because I was just repeating a goal from another year. I did that one a few years ago. It was successful. I checked it off the list. And then I was like, I'll just repeat that one. But I started doing CrossFit that year. So I really focused on something else. But I, I still thought, no, I could still do 1,000 miles. No, I couldn't. Number four fake goal, play pickleball. I don't even know why I wrote that down. Like, do you know how ridiculous my goal list is where like some of them are run a thousand miles. Some of them's like play pickleball. I just heard from so many friends. So many friends are into pickleball and they kind of react in anger when you tell them that you're not. Do you have like intense pickleball friends that are like, they take it as a personal affront to, to their life that you haven't played pickleball and aren't obsessed with pickleball. And they're like, what are you even doing? How do you how do you live with yourself? You haven't played pickleball. I didn't play it in 2021. Now I played it in 2022 and I thought it was super enjoyable. I liked it, but that was a fake goal. Number five fake goal, I had on my list in the year with an operating system, quotations, operating. If you're watching this video, I'm, I'm making quotation marks. I'm not even sure what that means. Um, that couldn't have been vaguer. Um, I, I probably read the phrase operating system in a business book and I was like, oh, I should do that as a goal. And I never did it. And then the last one I wrote, create 52 diplomas, brilliant ideas from other people. So I had this idea that I wanted to learn from 52 people and consider it like receiving 52 diplomas. I, I went zero for 52 on that idea. Now, when I realized my list of goals was so like chock full of fake goals, I decided to really laser focus on the dream and plan stage of my goals for 2022. I worked really hard to get better at both of those stages. So when the next year rolled around 2022, I was ready. I had about 30 goals in 2022 that I ultimately kind of whittled my list down to. Do you know how many were fake? Only six. I reduced my fake goals from 71% to 20%. That's a huge win and allowed me to accomplish a lot more in 2022. The biggest thing that helped me was I developed this tool called the Awesome Moments List. It's, it's this tool that I use to get tremendous self-awareness about who I really am 
and what I really care about. It's the best tool I've ever used. And I actually ended up increasing my joy, my self-awareness, my mindfulness, my gratitude. And at first I thought it was just me. That's the way I develop any tool. I try it in my own life and then I expand it. I try it with a handful of friends and if it works, I expand it. And I try it with like 100 people in line. If it works, I expand it. And if it it works with those 100 people, I try it with 1,000 people and then 1,000 people comes 10,000 people and then eventually it ends up in a book. Like by the time it hits a book, like a book that I've written, it's gone through so many real people, which means it'll really work. And I, I thought it was just me, but then I tested it and it actually worked. Now, some of you are nodding along right now, listening at home or in your car or at the gym because you've already used the awesome moments list and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll cover that tool in detail in the Guaranteed Goals community. We'll link that in the show notes. But here's what I want you to remember today. As you make your goals personal, ask this question during the plan stage. Do I really love this? If you're going to go to all the trouble to plan a goal, do you really love it? If you don't, if the goal you're thinking of pursuing doesn't light you up, don't waste time on it. If you're not fired up at the beginning, don't even start. Your motivation will be the highest at the beginning. So if at the beginning of the goal, you can't even get fired up about it, don't even start it. If you know, like, if you know a goal isn't getting you excited now, it won't get you excited later. Now, if you want another way to see if you love something, try out a few because statements. A because statement is when you take your goal and you write because after it, and you put down your reason. For example, I want to start a side hustle because adding extra money to pay off my car loan would mean the world to me. Or I want to write a book because deep down, I've always believed I could be a writer, and I want to prove to myself that I was right. The format is easy and can be a little bit of homework. This week, write down, I'm going to blank because blank. Like think about your goals for the year and say, I'm going to blank because blank. The because doesn't have to be elaborate or noble either. There are some goals I do simply because it'll be fun. I'm going to ski in Utah with my friend Randy because it's fun. I'm going to read 66 books this year because it's fun. I'm going to finish putting together all my big Lego sets before I buy another one because it's fun. The more because statements you can make, the greater your evidence that you actually love your goal. For example, writing books for me is very hard. It's a big multi-year perfectionism stirring challenge, but I know it lights me up because I can write a bunch of because statements. So here are a few. I'm going to write a new book this year because a project that size makes me harness every part of my creativity. I need a project. I like a project that forces me to get really creative and draws me naturally out of my comfort zone. I'm going to write a new book because holding the completed product is amazing. When you actually get that box on your doorstep with the real book, it's worth it. I'm going to write a new book because I always learn so much about myself and the world when I do. I'm going to write a new book because getting a front row seat to watch people like you change their lives is amazing. I'm going to write a new book because I have a publishing contract. Now that last one might feel like an obligation, but I don't, I don't see it that way. I see it as a motivating responsibility. I love a motivating responsibility. Fulfilling my commitment to the publisher over-delivering, crushing the deadline, those things are really satisfying to me. Now, maybe you have a corporate goal right now. Maybe that's why you're listening to this episode. You need to deliver some important project that got all messed up because of the pandemic. 
And it, it might not feel like love at first. You might not feel naturally excited about that. Maybe when you think of closing out the first quarter sales numbers, you actually want to throw up a little bit. Like maybe there's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. I still think you can do some because statements. Here's what you could write down. I'm going to finish the first quarter strong because getting a promotion would really help me save for my kids' college tuition. I'm going to finish the first quarter strong because I always feel better when I've given my all. Like I know when I've given my all and I know when I haven't and giving my all just feels better. I'm going to finish the first quarter strong because I know I'll have other jobs that require me to push through difficult seasons, and this is great practice. You might not love the work you have to do, but you can still do some because statements. So sometime this week, write a few because statements. The second word you need during the plan stage is specific-ish. You need to make your goal specific-ish. In general, general goals fail. Let me say that again. In general, general goals fail. That's a lesson I've learned helping thousands of people achieve goals over the last 12 years. If I ask someone what goals they want to accomplish and they say, I want to lose weight, I want to write more, I want to build a business, I know they're not going to finish. Why? Because those goals aren't specific enough. The more detail your goal has, the easier it is to accomplish, which by the way, is how most of life works. If you were going to go on vacation and I asked you where you were going, you'd never say, ah, the ocean. That's just too general. No one travels that way. No one gets in their car for a road trip and then just drive generally toward the Atlantic Ocean. If you were going to take a trip to Florida, you wouldn't say you were just going to visit Orlando. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get on a plane, any plane really, uh, the first plane we see, and then we're just going to fly to Orlando. We don't have any hotels or theme parks booked. We're just going to get in an Uber and say, take us to Orlando. Uber wouldn't let you get in. Like they wouldn't even let you get in. Even Uber starts with a specific destination. And guess what? When it comes to your goals, you need one too. This is where perfectionism gets a little tricky because it'll tell you that you need perfect results. Remember, perfectionists tend to get stuck during the plan stage. Perfectionism will tell you that you need to know the exact longitude and latitude of where you'll end up before you even take the first step. You don't, you don't, you really don't. Let me say that again. You don't need to know exactly where you're going, but you do need specific-ish results. And the ish is very important. The easiest way to get specific-ish is with a number and a date. So let's break down each. The number is a quantity you assign to your results. So for example, I will lose 10 pounds. I will write 20 pages. I will declutter three rooms. I will record seven podcast episodes. Those are all specific numbers. The date is the best estimate of when you'll be done. Emphasis on estimate. That's how we keep things ish, specific ish. For example, I will finish by March 22nd. I will launch my podcast on April 4th. I will be able to park my car in the garage by July 31st. Let's do another bit of fill in the blanks for your goal. What if this week you wrote down, I will blank, number statement, by blank, date statement. What if you did a few of those this week? I think that would really help you ease into the plan stage. By the way, why do I say specific-ish instead of specific? Because you don't control the results, you control the effort. I'm working on a new book right now, which I just mentioned a little earlier, and that idea keeps coming up. Your effort is the only thing you control. The actions you take are the only thing you 100% own. 
but we do need an estimate of the results and we need to make it specific-ish. Part of the reason it's ish and not exact is that things are going to change as you work on the goal. You're going to learn new lessons, run into new opportunities, and encounter new challenges that you never could have anticipated at the start of your goal. It reminds me of what I once heard someone say about extreme skiing. I heard this story 13 years ago when I lived in Atlanta, and I still think about it. They asked an extreme skier, do you plan your entire route? Like, do you plan the entire path you're going to take down the mountain when you're on the top of the mountain? So you get to the top of the mountain, and before you jump off the cliff, you plan every move. Do you know each move you're going to make to get you safely to the bottom when you're at the top? And I thought that was a great question. And it's usually how perfectionism tells us things should go. You must know each move before you take the first. But that's not what this extreme skier said at all. He said, I only plan four moves at a time because by the time I get to the end of the fourth move, I can see a part of the mountain that I couldn't see from up top. I can see a cliff that was out of view or a boulder that's exposed. And so he said, I make four moves at a time and then I stop and I reassess. We're going to do the same thing. I think that's one of the most powerful things you can do with your goal is to do a 30-day review. After working consistently for 30 days, you're going to pause and say, am I still on track? Have I learned anything? Do I need to tweak anything? If your plan is rigid and hyper-specific, you won't give yourself the freedom to change. You won't give yourself the freedom to evolve. If your plan is specific-ish, though, you'll give yourself permission to evolve what you're doing accordingly. For example, in January 2020, I had specific-ish results about how many live events I would speak at that year. In March, pandemic, I had to radically adjust them when every event got canceled or postponed. I just, I had to adjust them. I had to be specific-ish. Now we'll jump deeper into what a review looks like in two weeks on this podcast when we do a whole episode on reviews. But the simplest way to do it is to schedule it for either the last day of the month or the first day of the month. There are 12 built-in moments for reviews every year. Now, if you want to check out what I think is the best picture of what it means to approach things with an ish attitude, check out Ish by Peter Reynolds. It's one of those children's books that's actually great for adults. We'll link it in the show notes. Let's summarize what we talked about today because it's a short summary. It's only really two words. In the plan stage, make sure your goals are personal and specific-ish. Think of those two words like a filter for the goals you're planning for 2023. Dreamers, don't get stuck in the dream stage. We talked about that last week. You could really get stuck in the dream stage. Once you've got a handful of goals that are messy and inspiring, move on to the plan stage. Perfectionists, don't get stuck in the plan stage. Once you've made sure your goals are personal and specific-ish, move on to the do stage. We'll cover that in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. Here's one from Delinda V that I love. Delinda V said, I'm hooked on podcasts. Thanks to John Acuff. She says, I know I'm late to the podcast game. I'm pretty late to the podcast game too, Delinda. No shame. She says, but I love listening to John's. I started listening in June, 2022 and one a week wasn't enough. When I'm at the gym, I listen to past episodes some multiple times. That is so fun to hear. Thank you for saying that, Delinda. Thank you to everyone who's writing uh, reviews. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you subscribe or follow so that you don't ever miss another episode. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. 
To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast. Thank you.